0: unapologetic 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 welcome to unapologetic season three episode nine soundtracks of the year that's right y'all i am here to deliver the 2020 covid19 best shit to be jamming to whether you've been quarantining or working from home or trying to find the strength to get up and go to your essential job A soundtrack that gives you life and keeps you motivated is well needed. I've broken the top projects up into three subcategories, solos, R&B, and compilations. Each category will have a top three and an honorable mention for projects that have a lot to offer but may not be everyone's cup of tea. But since y'all good sis Juicy J has great taste, I'ma share them with y'all anyway. So get your phones out, head to whichever expensive ass site you stream your music from, and let's get into it. This is always the hardest episode of the year for me, because there is always so much shit to listen to. (laughs) Plus, I'm guilty of falling so deeply in love with a project that I run that bitch back every single day, and it does start to cloud my judgement at some point. But this year was different. 2019 and 2020 have merged into one long-ass year of good-ass music, so be prepared to hear some projects mentioned from this year and last. For me, every project on this list did one of three things. Help ease the pain, turn me up, or exemplify what I already knew about what's going on in the world. So let's dive right in with our first group of soundtracks of the year, solos. The top solo project of the year is Rowdy Rich, Please Excuse Me for Being Antisocial, with G. Herbo's PTSD taking the number two spot, and Juice WRLD's Legends Never Die at number three. The honorable mention for this category is Lil Baby's My Turn. Each of these projects showcases each artist at their best. For Rowdy, his debut project has a variety of tracks that each have their own vibe, and because it isn't overflowing in features, we really get to hear his stream of consciousness. And I don't know nobody from this year that stepped harder than he did for their debut album. PTSD was a long time coming for her. It was teased, pushed back, re-released, and he still delivered. The Deluxe was just as good as the actual album. And when I heard that boy from Black Chicago be like singing on Phonem Gray, I knew he was finna talk his shit. The issues he seeks to address are very important, and he's made it an inclusive one by speaking for a group of people we rarely get to hear this from. Juice World's project had the same message with the great responsibility to commemorate his death in the best way possible. To me, that's an achievement we all can hope to strive for once we are called home. I wasn't the biggest fan of his at first, but the more I sat down and listened to what he was saying, I admired his vulnerability. You can tell that the story he's telling belongs to him and it's coming from a place of self-awareness rather than a sad one little baby brought all his hits out and featured his biggest song of the year that all the kids know and love whoa his flows are consistent his pen is nice and it's something about his voice on top of them 808s that goes crazy these projects all have some of the best songs of the year That is, before the R&B songs get mentioned. R&B doesn't usually get the love it deserves, but after these albums, I think the whole world learned a thing or two about a thing or two. The top R&B project of the year is Kehlani's It Was Good Until It Wasn't. Janae takes the second slot with Chalambo, and Summer Walker comes in at number three with Over It. Black Girl Magic was definitely in full effect on each of these projects, and also featured some of the other top dogs in the game in ways that we weren't particularly used to. Kelani addressed misogyny and heartache with passion and style and continued to add to her book of fire-ass concepts. I love Janae's project first and foremost because she's my bitch but secondly because she was able to merge two different styles of music harmoniously. The depth of the sound bowls and her rich tone can always make for a good time and drives the message of positivity and self-esteem right into our souls. Summer's definitely been going through it, as we all know and can definitely identify in her music. What I love about her the most is her ability to speak about pain and confidence cohesively from a place of growth. You can tell it took time and battles to get to where she is now. And even though she still has a ways to go, she showcases it so damn well, and we truly love to see it. The honorable mention for this category goes to Lucky Day's Painter. I first stumbled upon him on NPR's Tiny Desk Concert Series, and was blown away by his softness and country twang. His song, Misunderstood, spoke to me, and quickly became a part of my daily playlist. The boy can sing, make a diverse and well executed album, and all without doing a lick of whining. I'm hoping to see a tour with these four once they kill this rona bitch off, but for now I'll continue to replay these projects and lean on compilations to add a little mini concert to my life. Compilation projects have made a serious comeback and with a new flair each time. The top compilation project of the year is Dreamville's Revenge of the Dreamers 2. The second is Drake with Dark Lane demo tapes, and the third is Jack Boys with its self-entitled project. The honorable mention for this category goes to Denzel Curry and Kenny Beats with Unlocked. These compilations are very different in execution, but very similar in its experimental production. For instance, Drake plays around with a Jamaican influence, while Cole takes a back seat for the first time and allows his artist to shine. Jack Boys and Unlocked have enough bass and yelling for a lifetime. I mean, Denzel Curry is a very yelly ass motherfucker, but he comes across slightly calmer on this project. Jack Boys shows a more relatable side of Travis, and with the help of his pals and Cactus Jack members, he delivers some of the most memorable records of the year with Out West and Gotti. All in all, this mega 2019-2020 blended time period has been very successful musically. The art continues to imitate and narrate our lives while always striving to push the craft forward. There was so much music to pick from, there were so many fast projects that were left out, and like I said in the beginning, this is literally always the hardest episode that I have to do. I hope that during these strange times, you all have started to find balance and positive things to help you do this time. I believe we probably got another year or two before things are even remotely close to being normal again. So please, continue to find a self-care routine, keep your faith strong and head high, and stay tuned in with your girl. I am your host, Juicy J, and you already know what the fuck going on.